Hi and welcome to this Formula One podcast. I'm Oscar and I'm joined by, as usual, by my co-host. Hello, I'm Daniel, and we're here today to talk about the upcoming Japanese Grand Prix. But as usual, we're going to start off with last race, which was in Russia. Now coming into the weekend, Ferrari had looked very strong. All through the weekend, all through since the summer break, really, they've been looking way better. And they started first and third. Looked like a great race. Um, in the end, Vettel first DNF of the season, Leclerc in third. Still a good race, but Mercedes, I want to. <laughs> and I guess that's where we really got to start. Yeah, like uh, Ferrari r- looked really sharp after the, after the summer break, but and it looked sharp in the beginning here too. But then so- something just happened. Yeah, I, they started like they had the tactics to get Vettel past Hamilton right in the start. Uh, Leclerc was gonna allow Vettel to slipstream, slipstream him to get past Hamilton quick. Now they didn't really need that in the end. Vettel was way faster off the off the uh, start than Hamilton was. Hamilton even got passed by Sainz in the McLaren into turn uh, into turn two, but yeah, um, out broke him or I breaked him, should I say, in that corner and got ahead. But a great start from the Ferrari. Vettel first, Leclerc behind him, and the big talking point until the pit stops was that Ferrari wanted to switch the drivers, Leclerc, to get back ahead of Vettel, and Vettel wouldn't let them. And it's been talked quite a bit um, about since then, but hearing the the interviews with both drivers now, uh, both Vettel and Leclerc, they seem to have put it behind them, like, yeah, there was some misunderstanding, there was some... uh, some lack in information, and but they're up, all up and going again. So that's positive. Yeah, and uh, it really looked like <laughs> Leclerc was pissed off in a way that he wasn't let by, really let by in any way. He wanted yeah. to be a Vettel to let him by straight away. Yeah. He was kind of saying, okay, it's okay, I understand. I need to get closer to be let by and stuff, but... He didn't. I I didn't think he mean, meant it. He wanted to pass by right away. I think he, uh, I think he was positive about the team uh, solving the situation, making sure that he got ahead of Vettel at some point. At the start, absolutely. Lap turn uh, lap one two. Uh, I'm sure was pretty sure. Like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna fix it soon. Like, they're gonna make sure it's. Uh, the, the honor the agreement that they had or that he says they had um but Vettel <laughs> had none of it he actually drove away from Leclerc making a pass harder because Vettel was several seconds ahead of Leclerc actually also made pass uh, harder by Hamilton actually somehow actually keeping up with the Ferraris or at, at least just about he was it was within five seconds, constantly over Fleur. Even though he was on mediums, both the Ferraris was on soft, he still managed to keep keep close, and that made it really tough for Ferrari to, to solve the situation. 
So, and that's really big positive for Hamilton. He had a great start. He forced Ferrari into a tricky situation. Yeah, and they were hoping to be a lot in front of Mercedes by the time they were supposed to change tires. Yeah, they they were on the softer tires. That's uh, I expected them to. And I mean, in the in the pit stops, they pit Leclerc a few laps before Vettel. By the time Leclerc Vettel, sorry, got out of the pit, Leclerc was ahead of him. So there, they fixed <laughs> what the problem's been since lap one. But just a few laps after, I think two laps max after the pit stop, Vettel part of his engine uh, stopped working. Yeah. I believe something some with a battery in the. Uh, with an engine just to stop working, and he had to stop, which brought out a virtual safety car. At this point, the Mercedes hadn't pit yet, and now they both pit under the virtual safety car, meaning they actually got out ahead of Charles Leclerc. And that was pretty much the end of the race. Yeah, that was really it. Yeah, and yeah, like you said, that was the end of the race, and it looked like it was finished, and that was surely the case. Yeah, I mean, we had uh, after when the race started up, Hamilton in first um, on, on uh, softs, Leclerc in second on mediums, and Bottas third with softs. Uh, right before, right, right after that virtual safety car, we got a safety car after George Russell went into the wall. Um, just, uh, just one lap after Vettel's incident. And that brought out the full safety car. And then Leclerc came in and put on a, a, a pair of softs to try to battle with the Mercedes on the same tire. But then he, he fell down to third. So he had both the Mercedes ahead of him. And I think that was a, a good choice to put on the faster tire. But in the end, he never could get past Bottas. Bottas is a really good defensive driver when he wants to be. Yeah, he has been used a lot as a, like a shield to stop the car behind him to get to Hamilton. Yeah. And he's really good at it. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't, he didn't use any, like, uh, almost at the edge, you know, being a little bit rude. Or if you put it that way, he was just racing. And he was doing it so well that even Leclerc, with the faster Ferrari car, couldn't get past him, even down the long straights. So amazing race by by Bottas in the end as well, and yeah. one two by Mercedes. They're still Mercedes has still won every race in Sochi, yeah. which I thought would end uh, now this this yeah, year. I think but, we were talking about the uh, last time that Ferrari looked really really good. Yeah, and they, Vettel been was lo- back in action. Yeah, yeah, Vettel got his win last time over in, in Singapore. And uh, he looked he looked good, Leclerc looked good. The car looked good, absolutely. And we almost felt like they were now the best car. But yeah, it got them a third in a DNF, which is actually Vettel's first DNF of the season, which caught me by surprise. Yeah. He, he hasn't felt, of course, he hasn't felt like he'd been crashing out every race. But it still feels like he's done so many mistakes. Yeah, that was such a surprise that he stopped and he was lucky, like something there when he did that. Yeah, and and the spin against Hamilton at the start of the season, and yeah, and uh, 
the spin at Monza. Uh, of course, that that wasn't a DNF, but I, I hope I got surprised that he, this was actually his first DNF. But talk about DNFs. In Singapore, Williams had their first DNF. In Russia, they had their first double DNF. We all talked about Russell crashing into the wall during the, uh, during the safety car, virtual safety car. And they uh, then pitted uh, Kubica to close his race one lap later. And it's come out afterwards that Kubica didn't have a problem with the car at the time. But they still took him in and brought him off the race. And according to sources now afterwards, what happened to Russell was they didn't know what had went wrong with this car. And they didn't want to, they didn't want to risk it with Kubica's car. So they brought him in as a safety precaution pretty much. Afterwards, in uh, in interviews, I've been saying that yeah, it was lack of parts. They want to save the parts for the upcoming five races, which is left of the season. And I, I guess that it can be partially true, but it sounds a little bit weird at the same time, since they surely still want to try out the pieces, see where they are, even though they've had the full season to do so. But yeah, so yeah. After a great start of the season for Williamson when it comes to not DNFing, yeah, not fun to last races. No, like, uh, but I think like the, this was kind of Ferrari's chance. I see it at all time to come back into this. Yeah, to have a real chance, like a real possible one, not just a dream mathematically. Yeah, and now it's almost they're even talking about Japan being possibly both Mercedes and even Lewis Hamilton clinging or cl- uh, yeah, taking the the standing, like winning the uh, constructors mm-hmm. and the driver standings already. Mercedes is way closer than Hamilton is. Hamilton is a lot of math to make that work, but it's mathematically possible for him to win uh, after this race. But so, yeah, it's, it's all but sewn up, yeah. sadly. But hopefully, like, hopefully we can see this this type of Ferrari car that's been since the summer. I hope we see that car next season from the start. Yeah, like a real Challenge Mercedes from the start, because then we can have a really interesting season. Yeah, and I'm ho- I, I want to see that again. Yeah. I want to see those seasons where they're really close to each other and the last race is the one who win- you win the whole thing. Yeah, and it would be cool if it's it's the last year before the big changes of regulations and this entirely new car is coming into the picture. Just have one last uh, battle. That would be something special. But yeah, let's let's move down the grid so we don't get stuck on the top three. <laughs> and in fourth and fifth, we have the two Red Bulls for stopping ahead of Albin. Yeah, and that's a nice thing to see them up there. Both of them. Yeah. And not because fourth and fifth, you know, I would say though, because you expect Red Bull to be up there. But yeah. Verstappen started in ninth after an engine penalty, switching the engine uh, going into this race. As did Albin, as did both the Toro Rossos. So Albin actually started outside of top ten and managed to get into fifth, which is a good race. 
he got a, uh, got past Sainz in the closing laps, and he's been he'd been doing some amazing racing the entire race. So it's he still hasn't shown if he can really play with Verstappen or the big guys like they hope he would do, and I think that's really what they're uh, comparing him and Gasly about for the upcoming season. Who who gets to drive us to Verstappen's teammate? But I think he's been still doing very well. Yeah, I'm I'm supporting Albon in that case. Yeah. And partially actually because Gasly looks really good now that he's back in Toronto. Yeah. I mean, last race wasn't a good one. He finished 14th out of 15 drivers to get into and get into the finish line. But I mean, he, as I said, he has also had a engine penalty to start off with. But yeah. Not the best day for Toro also in that sense, but it's so yeah. I really hope that they keep it this way, like Gasly to stay in Toro also for next season, uh, Albon to continue in Red Bull. Because yeah, I like the way it looks. Yeah, me too. Like I really like the way it looks, and I have to say I was critical about the, this move when they did it, change for Albon and Gasly, but it's starting to look good, really good. Yeah. Yeah, I was questioning why they did so early. Yeah. Before they were talking about, yeah, we, we're going to keep Gasly up here the rest of the season. Like, he, yeah, he's having a bad start, but we're going to give him the time. Two weeks later, yeah, he sacked. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it seemed to work out for both parties. Red Bull has a driver that actually picks up the points for them, and Gasly seems like a better driver when he's in the Toronto team. Now, moving on down, we have McLaren finishing sixth with Carlos Sainz and Lando Norris in eighth, which, I mean, they had an amazing start. I said Sainz was behind, ahead of Hamilton in the start, being actively third in the race for, for uh, at least uh, a little bit of the race. After that, it pretty much just kept safely let by, let by the right people, f- fought the other ones. And yeah, another another strong showing for McLaren. And I like them more and more to finish fourth because they are they are up there taking points in every single race, it feels like. Yeah, and, and we're gonna touch on their really, biggest rival really a little bit later. To take a point yeah. in every race if you want to come it come somewhere. Yeah. And that is also positive for next season or even the season after that, when they're slowly planning to maybe even try to catch up to the top three teams. Yeah, I'm hoping everyone catches up to everyone. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, uh, like, it's really even. Yeah. But that's just a dream. Even if we t- we give everyone the same car, that wouldn't happen. Probably no, no. no that, then, but then it's, it's about the driver, <laughs> not the car. Yeah, and the mechanics. Exactly. How to get the most out of the whatever they can change. Yeah. In a car. But yeah, talking about McLaren, they have actually, uh, we learned that last week, that they have a deal to go back to Mercedes as their engine manufacturer from the 2021 season. So the first season under the new regulations. And they were uh, earlier, quite a few years back now, but they were very uh, good uh, working team together, McLaren and Mercedes. And I think that's just their their way of trying to really chart towards the uh, the top again. So it's going to be interesting what that will mean yeah. for them. 
I'm really waiting to see what they can do in the future because they have been way better than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> we were uh, yeah, kind of but... bashing down on them before the season. <laughs> yeah. The, our prediction were put them pretty much the second last, I believe. Exactly. Only one so, team was worse. Yeah. That team we're correct on. Yeah, exactly. But definitely not McLaren. No. But yeah, sandwiching the two McLarens for Sergio Perez. Exactly. He loves Sochi. Yeah. And it's another good race from him. Not, not very visible in a way. He just did his work and just kept ahead of everyone and I think even tried to chase down the signs, but it was just slightly too fast. But the driver I really want to talk about uh, that's left in the top 10 is who came in ninth, which is Kevin Magnussen of Haas. Oh, yeah. The Haas car actually looked good. Yeah, for like <laughs> we, we thought it would look in the, before the season. Yeah. And that's a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, they they have for this weekend they used kind of a hybrid between their old Australia spec car that Grosjean did quite a few races in and the newest spec with all the updates to try to do like a mixture of things to try to get things to work and for the last race they actually really hit the uh, really did a, a great work and. Uh, yeah, he, he was actually in a fight with Sergio Perez for seventh uh, with uh, maybe 10 laps to go or so. But uh, missed the breaking point and uh, driving the wrong side of the cone at the exit, which you need to do a safe re-entering of the track, got a five-second penalty. And yeah, in the end, he finished ahead of Landon Norris, but with the time penalty, he, he got moved behind him. But he had an amazing end of the race because when he got that penalty, that, that time penalty would have seen him to finish outside of the top 10. So now he finished in ninth. He got two massive points for Haas. And more than that, the car actually looks good. So interesting what they can do for the rest of the season because finally they look good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we were expecting so much from them for in, before the season. Yeah, they they were my top four contender with, with Renault moving into this season. It was them and Renault f fighting for the fourth. And, well, this season has not worked out as they hoped. Oh. But it's, it's massive that they... Yeah, but it's massive that they start, try to find uh, what's wrong with the car this season since this year's car is going to be used in building next year's car. So it was crucial that they... Yeah. That we now started to understand what is wrong. Yeah. Like uh, those bad yokes they do. They ha they it has to find a way. Almost. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm even yeah. worse than that guy who said <laughs> like that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah last, like, let's move on to the last port position. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> Which is Renault, Nico Hulkenberg. Yeah. And not anything special, I would say. He managed to grab a point. I don't even know what he did during the race, to be fair. I looked at the highlights and he, he wasn't in it, pretty much. Um, so really silent race, just doing it, doing what he's what he's paid to do. We still know nothing about his future, if it lies in F1, outside of F1. So all we know, he has five races to go in Renault. 
and then maybe this is the last we'll see him in F1. So, but nice to get another point for Renault. Yeah. But talking about Haas, talking about Renault, I think the last thing we're going to touch upon is the thing that happened on the first lap with their teammates, Ricardo and Grosjean, together with the guy that finished last, Antonio Giovinazzi. A collision. I don't think anybody's fault. Three in a row into uh, turn four, I believe it was. I think so. I'm not, I'm not completely sure. Yeah, turn four, I'm pretty sure it was, actually. Yeah. And uh, Riccardi on the inside, Giovinazzi in the middle, and Grosch on the outside, all pretty much try to take the uh, the best route. And three into one does not go. <laughs> no, that doesn't work. And... Uh, Giovinazzi pretty much hit Ricardo's left rear tire, spun him out. He, Ricardo got a puncture and some damage to the uh, floor, which made him DNF on lap 24 after trying to wrangle the car through. Grosch, however, got uh, his left, re- his right rear of the car got flung up pretty much. He got turned around and crashed into the safety barriers. Uh, and pretty much, yeah, ended his race, not even a full lap, uh, not even a half a lap raced. So, yeah, a sad ending to two two cars that could have fought for the points. Yeah. But, yeah, racing incident, it pretty much ruined the race for all three of them. Yeah. Joe <laughs> finished last. He never really had a chance to finish anything yeah. anywhere higher since he also got damaged in that incident. One funny Although thing to mention, I can't remember it. Nobody, everybody was on the same lap. Yeah. Which I don't know what happened last. I have no idea. <laughs> that has to be really rare. Like, yeah, and I don't like it, couldn't been like there was a safety, or at least I can't remember there being a safety car close to the ending mm-hmm. or something like that. I felt like. Uh, pretty much the safety car for for Russell on lap 27 was the last one. And that was barely halfway through the race. Yeah, and that so, just makes it weird. Yeah. But it's fun. I mean, everyone got to actually do the full race for once. Yeah, that's fun for the guys who seemed to finish last year normally. Sadly, Williams wasn't in the race then, so... Yeah. Yeah. They would actually have finished a race if it wasn't like this. <laughs> Poor guys. Yeah. Well, they can probably get back. Okay, let's move on to the Japanese Grand Prix and let's look at the circuit. So we're going to the Suzuka International Racing Course. The first race here was held in 1987, although it was built uh, quite a years before by a guy called Soichiro Honda, which actually he's the owner of the um, uh, car manufacturer Honda. And he actually built this track as a test track for his cars. A little bit of fun uh, trivia there. But yeah, this uh, this race lap has 18 corners. It stretches over 5.8 kilometers or 3.6 miles. And they drive it for 53 laps. Now, starting off, you, of course, start with the start-finish rate. That really should be not being said. 
Start off with a fast uh, double double right, really. Turn one, pretty much full speed, into a very tricky breaking point for two to get a maximum of speed going out of this corner, which is important because coming up through turn three to seven, it's the S's section. A bunch of turns that pretty much just are, yeah, the letter S. Starting with left, just go back and forth until we hit left again on seven, a long winding corner. Actually, surprisingly quick. Very important to nail your part through here because this is really where you can lose or gain time depending on how good you can get through this S section. But coming out of turn seven, long left uh, into eight, also right hander, pretty much full speed, then another tricky breaking point into nine. Going under the track, it actually turns back on itself. Uh, quite long straight into turn 10, a quite easy right-hander into a hairpin turn 11. And a little bit tricky because it's not completely flat, this part of the track. So it's quite tricky to find the braking point, really getting that car around. But after another fast acceleration into a very long right-hander of turn 12. Just a very, very long into left 13 and 14. Pretty much another double corner where, once again, the first corner isn't the problem, it's the second one. So, and, and this is where we actually saw an incident happen last race that we're actually going to touch upon. Coming out of 14, massive straight, really important to get your foot down. And just going through a really long straight onto a very fast left-hander at turn 15, uh, pretty much continuing at full speed onto a um, a quick right-left, uh, 16-17, onto a, a turn 18, right-hander, which is onto the start-finish straight again. So yeah, quite fast circuit, and uh, it's going, I think it uh, can also always create some good racing. But yeah, last season, last year here, there's only really two things that we can talk about, and both are involving the Ferrari. <laughs> One, yeah. the car, which last year, they were way off the pace here. Yeah, this didn't really, uh, really work in any way for them. No. And that car was very differently built than this one. That car was based for good downforce and uh, you know, not that much top speed. Mercedes were way faster than them in a straight line. And on this track, it definitely was showing. Uh, Raikkonen finished. He started third, I believe, Raikkonen. But he finished a full 30 seconds after fourth place Ricardo, which actually started in 15th. So, yeah. And that he's in a Red Bull, which uh, isn't that, I would say, fast of a car. There are some massive downforce, most surely, but even they were way faster than a Ferrari. But the other Ferrari driver was the one who did make the, all of the headlines, Sebastian Vettel. Oh, yeah. Incident into turn 13. Fight with Verstappen. He, he was... At this point, he was forced to get some good points to try to keep in the fight for the driver uh, driver championship against Hamilton. 
started in eighth. He had to get up as quickly as possible. And he was behind Verstappen. He couldn't afford to stay there. So he did a stupid move. <laughs> Trying to go on the inside through turn 13 onto 14. Coming way too quick and just... I think it wasn't Verstappen's fault, like Vettel claimed over the phone, or phone, <laughs> over the radio uh, during the mi- middle of the race. And yeah, just a stupid move by Vettel showing that he was he was under pressure. Yeah, he was really under pressure by this time last season. Yeah. He was so pressured, like he was doing silly mistakes. Yeah. And, and looking at the driver standings this year, he's right now fifth. Yeah. He is a full 18 points by four players, fourth place for Stappen, who's an additional three points behind Vettel's teammate, Leclerc. So if he wants to still be the best point taking Ferrari driver at the end of the season, he starts to need, he, he needs to continue bringing in the points faster than Leclerc is. So will we see another mistake by Vettel here? Where he puts the car to the actual limit, I don't know. Yeah, I'm hoping to see Vettel again, like the last race before Russia. Yeah. Then we have a race. Yeah. And then he was good. Yeah, he was really good. He was, he, he was taking our criticism in the t- completely right way. Yeah. He was just shutting us up. Yeah, and he was, he was really good in Russia too. Yeah. Until the car shut down on him. Yeah, exactly. So he seems to be back. And I, I really hope he's back because it's more interesting to have a Vettel in top form. <laughs> but uh But what do yeah. you think about it? Like this uh uh this race coming up. What what do you think will happen? Well looking at the track uh, I would say Ferrari is the favorites. They have the fastest car. They are also very good in corners now with that upgraded nose uh, or the front wing, should I say, that they added to Singapore. Um, so yeah, Ferrari is the favorites. They might they might cling to. They might win the qualifying, like starting one two. Wouldn't surprise me. And. Yeah, they're the favorites. The yeah. question is, can they hang on to it? Because they're they're facing off with probably one of the best drivers to ever... Okay, this is maybe a little bit too much, but I would almost say that Hamilton is probably one of the best drivers that F1 has seen. Yeah, exactly. Like he, I'm not saying he's number one, but he's probably up there. Yeah, he's up there in my top five, definitely. Yeah. He's one of those drivers that can bring out more than the car really can put out. And I'm, which go- is I'm going insane. to like yeah, I, the top five also consists of Schumacher. Yeah, like yeah, like that. That's what I'm comparing him, holding him up. <laughs> like in, in his time, Schumacher was amazing. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I'm really not sure what will happen here. I, I'm. Really confused in a way. If Ferrari drives as good as they can, they will win. But sadly, I think Mercedes will win again. Hmm. I think, like, in yeah. one way, the race is over now. You know what I mean? Well, the race for constructors is over. 
I don't think. I think Mercedes has to pretty much get zero points in the rest of the races, pretty much to yeah. not win. It's not that bad, but it's almost that bad, yeah. um, which is not likely. They have very few DNFs, and even on the bad races, they managed to get points. So, um, yeah, Ferrari, Mercedes has won this this season, yeah. but it's still a nice thing for Ferrari to fight for race wins. If nothing else, to feel like the car is good and they can bring this car into next season and they can, yeah, they can start with a good feeling. Like, this is a good car. So, th- this season, yeah, it's over, but next season, it's, uh, it's everything. So, yeah, but I, I agree with you. Mercedes, Mercedes is going to be the highest, uh, hardest to fight, definitely, for Ferrari. Yeah, like, I'm absolutely thinking. Hamilton. Sadly, I'm even thinking I won two for them. Oh. You think that would be the that nail, good? That's the nail. <laughs> this will be the nail in the coffin. I I would rather see if Ferrari win to make it exciting. But sadly, I think this will do. be the nail in the coffin. Hmm. I'm like, Vettel will show that it's pretty good, but it won't be enough. Hmm. Okay, who's going to finish ahead, Leclerc or Vettel? I'm actually thinking Vettel. Hmm. Let's make. Let, let, uh, I want to see him back up there. I'm th- actually thinking one, two, Mercedes, then Vettel. Like he, he I, I think he's still back. He, he can still do it, even if Leclerc is a, an amazing driver. Yeah, I, I would actually put Leclerc ahead of Vettel. Still, it's it's a gambling for me. Like, will Vettel or yeah. Leclerc finish in third place? It's a really game. But yeah, and yeah, what else do we have for prediction wise? Uh, Has to get points again, I yeah. think. Yeah, that would be amazing. They they looked really good yeah. in Russia, and if they can get both the cars through the race, we might even see a double points finish for Haas. That. <laughs> that's that's how good I think they are. Yeah, they, they, that's how good they showed to be in Russia, and I have no problem seeing them being this good again. Uh, this uh, in Japan, so it's a quite similar track in a way, um, with high speed, and yeah. it's almost exactly the same length, which is funny. Uh, they're both five point eight kilometers. Uh, Russia is slightly longer. Um. Which has nothing to do with anything, but it's a fun fact. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I can see probably uh, top six being the three teams, Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull, and then McLaren is going to have at least one point up there, maybe even two cars. Yeah, I'm going to say McLaren with two cars and Haas with two cars. No points for Renault. Or any other team for that matter. Oh. And this, that's, they, that's, they're that's all, <laughs> always coming subject. Will Williams finish last? And, for, and now, will they DNF? Is the new thing. Yeah, that is uh, sadly a new thing now. Yeah, Russell is getting DNFs to left and right. Well, two races in a row, but the last race it wasn't anything bad he did. Yeah, Singapore, maybe he was a little bit too mean to to Grosjean, giving him a little too little space. Yeah. Uh, 
Russia wasn't his fault. Oh, let's see. I'm going to hope no DNF for them. I'm I'm hoping no DNF. <laughs> I'm hoping Russell to not be the the next to last. Yeah, finish 19th. If you take out the uh, yeah. take out the option of DNFs, 18th or, I, or higher. Yeah, okay. I hope so. Yeah, I think Kubica say stuck last. Oh yeah, he's dead last. Um, Unless. The the only the, it feels like the only way Kubica can finish above Russell if Russell had a bad race, Russell's had two bad races this season and then Kubica finished ahead of him. Yeah, or One was if in he, Russell, position. or if Russell drives off the circuit, I would I would classify it as a bad race for him. So yeah, exactly. Okay, that's the only way I think. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, no points for them. Yeah. McLaren, McLaren. I don't see it. I don't see points for Alfa Romeo. Um, Raikkonen is not in good, good straighter form right now. Giovinazzi no. look good, um, but no, I don't, I don't think, I don't think they're they're no. good enough right now. Paris, McLaren will be up there somewhere in top ten. Yeah, at least I would probably even say signs to seventh. Norris, I'm not sure. He he's the driver that might not finish top ten, no. but I think signs is bolted on for seventh pretty much. Yeah. And uh, if that is, he might even pass Pierre Gasly in the driver's championship and actually finish and go up to sixth, yeah. which I would not be against. And the thing is, if McLaren didn't have a, such a good start of the season, they wouldn't be in fourth place. Well, I think they've been good all over. Yeah, but you know what I mean. They were really, really good in the beginning. They were ridiculously good. True. Yeah, like uh, they, it, it would have been closer with Renault if they wouldn't be that good in the beginning. True, Renault had a start, a slower start than McLaren had. Yeah, and definitely. McLaren were surprisingly good in the beginning. It was amazing to see. Yeah, but then I don't think they've dropped off since then. Really, they've had yeah. they've had a few races that haven't gone so well, of course. Yeah. But I don't think they've dropped. So, perhaps closer, but I still think they would be in fourth. Uh, I would say. And yeah, like let's see. It will be an interesting race, at least. That's yeah, for sure. And the weather. Maybe we should touch on that. Yes, uh, I was just gonna do that. Actually, funny yeah. enough. So yeah, interesting race, but there is some uh, clouds in the sky, so to speak. Uh, bad pun. Uh, apparently, there uh, it's uh, a typhoon is on the way towards uh, Japan right now, yeah. and it's um, they expect it to be one of the biggest typhoons to ever hit Japan. Uh, it's going to be quite bad, and it, right now it's believed to hit uh, Japanese time midday Saturday around uh, twelve a.m. or twelve. 12 p.m. actually, yeah. sorry. Um, and with that, who knows? Like practice three is supposed to start at at uh, at 12. Qualifying is supposed to start around three. We might not have if the typhoon hits as they expected to, and it's as bad as they expected to. We might have not have a third practice, and we might have a moved qualifying. 
um, it will show. Uh, F1 has said that they will uh, put out things on their official Twitter uh, if with news of uh, how it's unfolding and uh, any changes to the uh, to the plans of this race. Yeah, yeah. So that that's something something to look out for. But yeah, I, I'm hoping they will, could they will be able to pull this racing thing off. Yeah, well, I I think the race is out of. Well, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, a day see. later and, and it hits the race, so we shall see. Hopefully, it can go off without too much problems. Hopefully, the typhoon will hit by the time the cars isn't on the track or supposed to be on the track. That would be best for everybody, I think. But yeah. Time will tell. Yeah, exactly. We that's uh, always hope for the best because those things could could mess up a lot of things. Yes. And yeah, to the usual point, where's the next race? I believe it is in Mexico. Yes, it is. Damn it. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> it has been such a long time since I could do that against you. Yeah. I I learned that you try to trick me every now and then yeah. to which race is next. So I started looking it up before we started recording. Oh, darn it. <laughs> yeah. And when is I mean it? like that. <laughs> when is it? I believe it's in two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Damn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> this race now Mexico in two weeks. Exactly. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed listening to it. It's been fun recording it as always. And I guess we'll see you in two weeks then. That's all from us. Bye. Bye.